I'm not quite ready. Okay, well, we're recording. I'm ready. Okay, great. <laughs> Caitlin, how are you doing this week? Wait, Hannah. let's introduce the show. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Just Slayin'. I'm Hannah. I'm Caitlin. <laughs> I watched an episode of Buffy called Lie to Me the other day. What'd you watch? The same one. No. Yeah. What did you think of this episode? I like it. I didn't love it. I didn't care for Ford. <laughs> yeah, what'd you think? I felt like this episode started off not that interesting, but it really grew in intrigue as it went on. So hmm. I think I merited a higher rating at the end. I also like any episode with Spike and Drusilla. Yeah, they're so good. They're Love so them. bad. They're so, they're so bad, they're good. Yes. And, I mean, not to get too into it right now, but I loved that Angel was like, do you love me? And Buffy was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't quite feel I know, I was like, oh, that's authentic. a little forced, but okay. Yeah. Do you love me? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I do too. <laughs> All right. Do you want to read the synopsis for us? Heck yeah. Love or lies. Buffy's fifth grade flame, Billy Ford Fordham, arrives in Sunnydale with one motive, to deliver Buffy to Spike in exchange for the immortal life of a vampire. Meanwhile, Buffy and Angel confront their feelings for each other, and Angel owns up to his past relationship with Drusilla. Ooh. And it is fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. He, he is a bad man. Well, that was before he had a soul. People change. I mean, I guess so. Listen, listeners, we open this episode with a squeaky merry-go-round late at night. It's spinning, but there's no one there. Nearby, an empty swing set sways back and forth. This reminds me a lot of that show back in the 90s, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? Of course. It was too scary. Oh, man. It was so creepy. I still think about some of the episodes sometimes. Mm -hmm. Classic horror. Is that the one with the... Was it a dummy or a haunted clown doll? There is always a haunted clown doll in a horror series. Yeah, something like that. Scary. I just watched a Guillermo del Toro horror series on Netflix, and I think there was a haunted <gasps> clown doll. I watched that too. It was Some of it was good. Yeah, I It agree. wasn't all good. I agree. Nothing yeah. to write home about. But. No. All right, what's happening? We're in a dark, empty playground. But then we see that the park isn't quite empty because there is a boy alone on a jungle gym and he's waiting for his mother. The boy whines to himself that his mom is always late. And then we hear a sweet voice from behind him asking if he's lost. And guess who it is? It's Drusilla. It's Drusilla. It's so dark out here too. It looks like the middle of the night. His mom is so late. Definitely. It's like 3 a.m. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Drusilla's got a great manicure in this episode. She's got black nails with white tips. <gasps> oh, I love dark nails. I think that looks so good. Yeah. Anyway, she's still got her bump it in, so that's going hard. Always. And a nice, like, curl coming down, framing her face. Oh, man. If it was me, it would be, like, greasy or fuzzy <laughs> or something. <laughs> not Drusilla. She's got the silkiest hair I've ever seen. She's perfect. Well, vampires' hair doesn't grow, so they must not have hmm. oil emitting from their pores. Oh. Making it all so oily. Wouldn't it get so dry? Maybe she puts oil on it. No, because nothing on her is living, really. But doesn't it get dry from from the air, the atmosphere? Darn it. Maybe she mm. does oil it. She must. I guess it would be like taking care of a wig forever. Yeah, exactly. This is not what I thought we were going <laughs> to talk about in <laughs> Where- this scene. <laughs> <laughs> what are we supposed to be talking about? I don't know. Let's see. Drusilla's being real nice to this boy, asking him if he's lost. And actually, this is the first time Drusilla's been out and about, which means she's probably getting a bit stronger. Yeah, she's all alone, still wearing that white dress. Did she sneak out? Did she run away? Drusilla asked the boy if he wants her to walk him home. But it's the 90s, so this kid knows about stranger danger, and he tells her no. Drusilla tells him 
hymn that her mother used to sing her to sleep. She's always going off on a little tangent. We never know quite what she's going to say next. And she sings him a quick little gloomy ditty about a sheep getting caught in a blackberry patch. And at this point, the little boy is a little bit concerned, but not quite sure what to do. And then Drusilla's tone changes. She asks the boy what song his mom will sing once they find his body, which like (laughs) red lights, get out of there, little boy. Yeah, he's his spidey senses are tingling. Yeah, he's thinking stranger danger. Yeah, he says and he says I'm not supposed to talk to people. <laughs> not not strange strange people, just people. Maybe he's got a helicopter mom. Mm. Overprotective. Don't talk to anyone ever. Yeah, so only me. When, well, yeah, exactly. When he says this, Drusilla gets even scarier and her tone changes and she tells him, "Well, I'm not really a person now, am I?" But she gets cut off by Angel who leaps between her and the boy. Angel tells the boy to run home. And so the goober little kid leaves. I hope his mom finds him. Yeah, saved his life. Yeah, exactly. I thought this was going a different way. Yeah. So Drusilla is not happy about this. And as Angel turns to face her, she cries, my angel. (laughs) How far back do you think these two go? I don't know. Yeah. Did we we know that they knew each other? Because Angel and Spike know each other. Yeah, we didn't know about Angel and Drusilla. Yeah, Spike calls him Angelus. Oh, yes. That's correct. That's his evil name. (laughs) So Angel, confronting Drusilla, tells her to get Spike and leave. Leave or it'll be bad for all of us, he says. And Drusilla tells Angel that he stinks of the Slayer. Wait, Hannah. What? What's your evil name? Helga. I I thought of something you'll hate. What? Oh, God. Is it Hermia? (laughs) It's it's Hannah Lingus. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's my poor name. Okay, let's keep that in mind. <laughs> Can your poor name be like Kate Kate Clitoris? <laughs> Kate Litoris. <laughs> Kate Litoris. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, more on our evil names later. I gotta yes. think about it. Evil names, poor names. <laughs> like what would be an evil Disney villain name? I'd like to be like Ursula, but it has to start with a <sighs> Hersula. <laughs> That's that's a double entendre because it also signifies death. How does it signify death? A hearse. Oh, hearse. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway. All right. So I think that Drusilla is a little bit jealous of Angel because she can detect the Slayer in or around him or in his heart or some shit. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He stinks of her. He smells of her. Probably like daisies and fresh cinnamon rolls is what Sarah oh, Michelle Gellar smells like. I bet. Delicious. And... Like clockwork on this show, the right character arrives at the wrong time and sees these two having an intimate moment. I'm talking about our best bitch, Buffy. This always happens. She sees Angel talking to some other girl and she gets all butthurt about it. This is like the third time it's happened. Get over it, girl. Yeah. Do you love me? (laughs) Anyway, Buffy has been prowling on a rooftop kind of adjacent to the playground and she sees angel embracing drusilla she doesn't know that he's telling her to get the fuck out Mm. he's kind of like grabbing her hands but to buffy it looks like they're embracing yeah and then drusilla looks at angel all sultry like and says no no my pet this is just the beginning i said i wasn't gonna try a british accent but that slipped in (laughs) i appreciate it buffy doesn't stay another moment she is just disturbed by what she's seen and she leaves oh boy there's another obstacle to their love. <sighs> Will they ever be together? Will they ever just get their heads out of their butts and... Yeah. Sooner than you think. <laughs> Great. Tell me you love so, me. 
So now we're on the intro credit. I love you, Caitlin. Thank you. <laughs> now we're on the intro credits. And it is a beautiful sunny day at Sunnydale High and Giles and Jenny are flirting. <laughs> they're flirting. Actually, they're kind of bickering a bit about something. Uh, apparently, Jenny is taking Giles out on a date, but he doesn't know where it is and it is killing him. It's funny that you clock this as flirting because I was like, yeah, they're bickering. I don't know about their relationship. They might be too different. I- I think I've just got such a big boner for these two mm. to get together. Okay. I don't know. There's something about a quiet old man and a foxy <laughs> young lady. Oh, my. That's, no, I don't mean that. No, 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 no. Edit <laughs> out. There's something about a foxy old man who reads books and a foxy young teacher who... Foxy young techno-pagan who goes to Burning Man. I get that. Them. I just love both of them. Yeah, me too. Jenny looks stunning, by the way. Yes. Oh, her hair is looking better. It's looking a lot better. She's mm-hmm. sort of parting her bangs on the sides now instead of doing that, like, shorty bang in the front. Yes. All right. So in one last attempt to get Jenny to tell where they're going on their date, Giles argues that, well, he won't know what to wear. Jenny kind of looks him up and down sarcastically and asks if he owns anything else, like, besides a button-up shirt, a tweed jacket, and trousers. That's all he wears. No, he doesn't. He's, and he then confirms. <laughs> he says the flirtiest line i'll put myself in your hands and she says oh that sounds fun he doesn't say it in a flirting way though does he no okay she says it in a flirty way yes she's definitely flirting Mm, i don't know my giles jenny boner tomorrow at 7 30 they're having a date Ah! i'm so excited (laughs) we don't know what they're doing though probably going to like a tea shop no jenny's planning it they're doing they're going to burning man or something Ooh, maybe they're gonna take shrooms oh that Giles would love t-shirt. that. Yeah, he would. I think so. <laughs> All right. So one gorgeous woman leaves and another gorgeous woman arrives. It's our best bitch, Buffy. And, well, she's gorgeous. Have you noticed that she's sporting the classic 90s zigzag part? Oh, yeah. Did you try that in your hair? I think I tried it and then probably undid it. I was like, I can't pull this off. <laughs> I wore it to school a few times thinking I was, like, so cool. Well, you were. No, I wasn't. All right, so Buffy gives Giles the Daily Slayer's report. She says there's no vampire activity, and then Giles tells her that he's been looking up more information on Spike. And apparently he's trying to figure out why Spike is here, but I thought that he was here because of the Feast of St. Vigis or something. Yeah, but why is he still here? Oh, oh, okay, because he wants to kill the Slayer. Yeah. Don't we know that? I guess not. Well, they must know that. I don't know, whatever. I hope so. Anyway, Buffy is not her usual chipper self, and Giles notices. He gives her the night off and even unexpectedly tells her to spend some time with Angel, which is not what Buffy wants to hear right now. Uh, Buffy is less than enthusiastic, and she mumbles Angel might have other plans, and she leaves, and Giles is kind of like, you know, what the fuck? (laughs) Later... In class, Willow and Buffy are passing notes on the angel topic while the class talks about Marie Antoinette. Cordelia's upset, of course, because why are people picking on Marie Antoinette anyways? <laughs> Cordelia says she can totally relate because she works really hard to look good and people don't even appreciate that kind of effort. Mm-mm. God, I love this woman. She's wearing like a faux turtleneck. What? <laughs> She's wearing a tank top turtleneck. Yes. A tank turtleneck. Tank <laughs> I feel like, yeah, those were, like, kind of popular at that oh time. God. Are they popular I again? That. No. No, I don't need that kind of neck coverage if I'm bearing arms. Unless I'm on, like, a winter ski slope, I am not putting on a turtleneck. No. And that's not appropriate for that. No. Exactly. So, on the note to Willow, Buffy describes Drusilla. She says she doesn't know who it was, but that she has dark hair, an old dress, 
and she's pretty, which having, I like that description. It's accurate. Yes, it's underlined. I'm having a hard time telling how warm or cold it is out today because Buffy's wearing like a spaghetti strap with no bra, which he says it must be hot out. But Willow's yeah. wearing a sweater. A few so. people are in t-shirts. A few people are in long sleeve. I don't know. Maybe it's autumn where the, the temperature kind of fluctuates. Yeah. Wait, it's just Halloween. Yeah, so it's November. That's when this episode aired, right? November 3rd, 97? Right, yeah. I that's think I said that. 1997. That's right. Go on. So Cordelia is still droning on about how Marie Antoinette did care about the peasants. She was totally going to let them have cake after all. <laughs> oh, dear Cordelia. And the teacher wraps that up pretty quick and the class heads outside. Every teacher's like, interesting. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's a point. You had a thought. <laughs> Good job, Cordelia. Let's adjourn. And then in the meantime, Willow has passed this note back to Buffy and she asks, vampire? But I don't think Buffy knows if Drusilla is a vampire yet or not. I don't think so. She didn't respond to that. So, hmm. Well, I hope she knows because that dress is like a nightgown. Nobody yeah. wears that kind of stuff. And she just looks like a vampire. Yeah, it's true. When they leave the classroom, Buffy's telling Willow she doesn't know if Drusilla's a vampire. I guess that answers our question. We should have just waited 10 seconds. And then mm. Xander butts in <laughs> and wants to know about Angel and this other girl. Xander is stoked. He absolutely wants to know what Angel is doing with some other girl who's not Buffy. And then he says the grossest thing, I probably the grossest line he's ever had. He says, it gives me a happy. Ugh. Does that mean boner? It has to mean boner. Gross. Right? I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to I don't know. It. But surprisingly, neither Buffy nor Willow are disgusted by this. No, they just ignore him at this point. That's their coping mechanism. Yeah, well, I think Buffy's like, hmm, I'm glad someone's got a happy. Yuck, 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 So they're in the student lounge. Xander suggests they go to the bronze, but Buffy is simply too depressed to want to dance. I feel you, baby girl. <laughs> then an unknown boy creeps up behind them and suggests Oreos and apple juice to cheer up Buffy. And she clearly recognizes him because she turns around and hugs him immediately. That's also a really gross combination. Are Oreos and apple juice? Yes. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, it's really gross. You only okay. drink milk with Oreos. Or coffee. Hmm. Would be good too. Interesting. I haven't thought of that, but I could be in What about that. flavored milk? Chocolate? Yes. Strawberry? No. Mm. Banana? No. I hope banana. Yeah, I think I'm in total agreement with you. So she recognizes this boy wearing, he's wearing a t shirt underneath an orange sweater vest sweater vest <laughs> sweater vest it's like sweatshirt material it's not knitted or maybe mm. it's just knitted so well that it's cashmere <laughs> no you wouldn't wear cashmere over a dopey t-shirt no 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 yeah that's a bad look sweater vests are never good i don't know when i initially saw him he's he's got a side profile angle and i was like he is not a 90s heartthrob but then a moment later you get a view of the front of his face and he is a 90s heartthrob yeah but with bad fashion yeah he's cute i mean he's got the i don't know what you call that hairstyle <laughs> i believe we're I calling that the jonathan taylor thomas hmm yeah not quite as much volume as jtt but it's reminiscent Maybe like a boy meets world oh um haircut yeah what's his name i don't remember uh, i don't remember writer strong names. is the actor hmm. listeners please let us know email us at justlandpod at gmail.com uh, i mean we could just google no it. no no what is Corey matthews's best friend in boy meets world <laughs> and what do you call his hairstyle mm, 90s heartthrob no but that's the jonathan taylor thomas it's similar he's also got an uh ford has a earring in his left ear which is very popular 
back then, just a single earring for guys. Yeah, a little, little gold hoop. Yeah. All right, so Buffy greets Ford, yes, like the truck, and they have a hug. They, for some reason, hug and then both grab each other's hands to continue the conversation, which I think is weird. Yeah. Apparently, he is a new student at Sunnydale because his dad got transferred and he's finishing up his senior year. I don't remember who says it, but apparently he and Buffy went to school for seven years and he was Buffy's fifth grade crush. I wonder if Xander's going to hate this guy, too. Oh, definitely. He's immediately just, like, got his hand on his face, like, oh, great, here we go. So, you two know each other, he says. And then still holding hands, Buffy introduces them to Ford. But then I think they let go of hands and sit down at the Mm -hmm. the chair. I don't know. I just thought it was super weird. Like, how long has it been since she's seen him? Well, if she, fifth grade, she got kicked out in 10th grade, right? So... About five years. Aren't they in 10th grade now? Oh, wait. No, they're juniors. juniors. They're juniors. Oh, okay. And Ford, we also learned Ford is a year older. So he's a senior and they're all juniors. Okay. So Willow asked them about their fifth grade love life, which apparently didn't happen because Ford was a year older, as you said. Mm -hmm. Lucky I wrote that in my notes. Got ahead of you. But she tells him confidently that she moped over him while listening to the divinal song, I Touch Myself. (laughs) You know the one. Listeners, you know the one. naughty yeah she just blurts out i used to whine over you and and touching myself okay but she's quickly (laughs) embarrassed and regains her composure enough to invite him to the bronze tonight and this is when i realized that he is a 90s heartthrob because he's looking babely yeah he's very cute Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they wrap up the conversation buffy is gonna walk him to the administrator's office and fuck is xander jealous and then willow realizes what the divinal song is really about yeah. such a cute moment you can really see those gears turning she's like yeah she's like oh, oh. oh. <laughs> well of course that's what that song is about it's called i touch myself <laughs> uh, so later at the bronze ford is playing pool with sandra and willow and confidently shoots the eight ball into the corner pocket with not the white ball but it's a stripy yellow ball and that's not how pool works at all. Wait, that Ford does that? Yeah. I oh. watched him do it. I thought he was using the cue ball like you're supposed to. Well, he hits the cue ball and then, wait. Oh, it ricochets. Oh. Okay. Glad we got <laughs> oh, to God, the Oh, God, I was watching it and I was like, <laughs> they don't even know how to film a pool scene correctly in this show. This is ridiculous. My mistake. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got that right. Right. So Buffy rocks up and Willow is super happy to let her know that Ford has been telling them about Buffy's ninth grade swimsuit competition. Oh. Which, if they knew each other in ninth grade and Buffy got kicked out in 10th, wasn't it just a year ago that they... Must have been two two years that they were hanging out together? Yeah. Okay. I guess it kind of makes sense they were being so chummy. Yeah. Ford has been regaling them on memories of Buffy's ninth grade swimsuit competition, which I bet she won. Yeah. Clearly she would have won. She's a total babe. She's a babe. But if Cordy was there, she would have won. Cause I bet yeah, she looks that's great. true. Yeah. Buffy and Ford do a little bit of flirty talk. Or was it flirty talk? Am I just reading it that way? I don't know. And then what she heads it? up. Maybe it's like, you better not tell them. <laughs> There's clearly some sexual tension between them. Yeah unrealized sexual tension anyway buffy fucks off and she goes up to the bar to get a drink but who is standing there coffee already in hand it's angel oh get him and xander tells ford the angel is buffy's beau or her special friend her special friend god i hate him so much 
Ford uh, rightfully mm. infers that Angel's not in school because, well, he looks older. He looks older, yeah. I also, because Angel's holding a coffee, I wonder if this is him trying to make good on their coffee date. Yeah, but he's already done that. And Buffy freaked out when she saw Cordelia. Also, she was disheveled. Coffee she, date part two? Maybe, yeah, is he just going trying. every night to get coffees, hoping <laughs> yeah. that Buffy will show up? I guess so. He does he's say, like, I don't even drink these. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's full of blood. He does say, like, oh, I was hoping I'd run into you. Because they don't He's make plans. Every night. Yeah, they yeah. just run into each other. Jonas has his phone number, but friggin' Buffy doesn't? Nah, God, man. call him. Yeah. Are they dating He's... or not? Are they in no. love? No, this is why they'll never be together. They're so immature. Get your heads out of your asses. Okay, back at the bar, Buffy hits Angel with a classic, what'd you do last night, knowing full well what he might have been doing. Nothing, he replies. But Buffy isn't giving up that easily. She accusatorily asks again, and then Angel lies to her by saying he stayed in and read a book. Mm. Buffy walks away, leaving Angel to wonder what he's done wrong now. I do like... I can understand both. Mm -hmm. I'd be a little pissed if he lied too, but I'd be a little pissed about being accused when I didn't fucking do anything. Didn't do anything. I hugged an ex-lover. He didn't even hug her. Just looked like he did. Yeah, that's true. I gripped her forearms. He saved a child's life. Oh yeah, he did. He was busy taking care of that little boy. Yeah, he did what he had to do to save that kid. I do like when he's like, I didn't do anything last night. And she's like, you just ceased to exist. (laughs) (laughs) She's so snarky. (laughs) It's cute. It's not, though. No, she it's just not. needs to be like, I saw you forearm hugging that woman last night. What'd you do? <laughs> hugging forearms. <laughs> okay, so Buffy heads away from the bar back to the pool table, and Angel follows her, which is a little bit weird. And then she's left sort of awkwardly looking at Ford and Angel, being like, well, How do I explain either of you to the other? Then Buffy snappily introduces Ford, but neglects to introduce Angel. Ford, being a gentleman, shakes Angel's hand and notices how cold it is. And boy, does Angel get jealous when Ford tells him he's not just here visiting. He's, yeah, yeah, Buffy tells him he's just moved out. And then she glares at Angel and makes an excuse about it being too hot inside. So she invites Ford to go on a walk with her. And it kind of looks like she's like, you want to go on a walk? And he's like, sure. And then it kind of looks like she's telling him to, you know, go for a walk. (laughs) Like, no, you go. But oh, no. really? <laughs> that's why what I thought it was going to happen. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what she wanted. Be like, yeah. you get out of here. I got to talk to this one for yeah. <laughs> a moment in private and then I'll get to you. I don't know. But this is quickly turning from not just a love triangle between Angel, Xander, Buffy, but to a love square between Angel, Buffy, Xander, and Ford. Sorry, I forgot their names. Xander's not in that. Come on, get him out of here. No, but he is fucking trying to be. Yeah, he's the opposite side of the triangle from Buffy. I mean, square. (laughs) So hard. So then Xander confirms to Angel that, yeah, that guy just moved here. And boy, does he move fast. He's super jealous. Angel's super jealous. Probably Ford's super jealous. Everyone wants Buffy. Yeah. Willow's cool, though. Yeah, she's great. But Willow and Xander invite Angel to play pool with him anyway. And they're like, well, we're here. Might as well play a game. But then they're, like, racking the balls, I think, and both look down for a second. But then when they look up, Angel's gone. So he got right the heck out of there. Yeah. And Willow's like, man, you made him do the thing where he disappears. (laughs) I love that line. Yeah, she's good. Willow's so great. She's so like, I'm not involved in this. I'm just trying to be nice. Oh, yeah. So what happens with uh, Buffy and Ford in the alleyway? Yeah, so they just left the bronze and he asks her if Angel is her boyfriend. And she kind of hems and haws for a second and then asks if they can just lay off the hard questions. (laughs) So (laughs) 
he changes the topic and asks what else they do for fun in Sunnydale. And suddenly Buffy's Slayer ears peek as she hears a scuffle in the distance. And she tells Forge she forgot her purse at the bronze and then asks him to go get it for her. He agrees and he scurries off and she runs in the opposite direction. And we hear like a roar, <laughs> a vampire roar, and then a girl whimpering. So Ford comes back and an unknown woman runs by him whimpering. And then he is surprised because like a trash can comes flying by and into i don't know a dumpster or something yeah he it does <laughs> follows the sound of fighting and he sees buffy fighting a vampire and she's whooping ass she stakes it and he sees it turn into dust and he asks what's going on Fuck. Buffy, uh, yeah but buffy's got a quick lie <laughs> i mean it's a bad lie but it's quick she says <laughs> there's a cat and then another cat and then they start fighting and then they left <laughs> and port's like oh because i thought you were slaying a vampire Wedding a what? Buffy responds. <laughs> and Ford's like, you don't have to lie. I already know and I've just been trying to figure out when to tell you, but I know you're the Slayer. Damn. What? I mean, I guess that's cool because she doesn't have to hide her secret now. Yeah, but how does he know that? How did he find that out? Does everyone know? Maybe he found the corpses of vampires after the gym burned down. But there are no corpses. They're dust. Well, I don't know. What okay. happens when they burn? Is it the same? Mm, yes. I don't know. I got to get on the phone with the production team and figure out what the story is. Please do. Do vampires have bodies after they're burned or they dust themselves? I assume they they're dust. get dusted when they die? I assume they get dusted when they die. Hmm, no okay. matter they're the not form the of master. death. Not the master. And I actually... My brother sent me something this morning about that, but I can read it later. Cool. Let's touch back on it. Remind me. Let's circle around, team. Let's circle back. Um, <laughs> in in Willow's room, we see her on the phone with Buffy. She's wearing elephant slippers, and Buffy is recounting the evening's events, and that Ford found out her secret right after she got kicked out of her last school, which was called Hemery, by the way. Hmm. Will thinks that's pretty neat. So does Buffy. She doesn't have to worry about him finding out her secret. Do you think that's neat, Hannah? Or do you think no, that's I suspicious? Think, I think that's suspicious. Same. Too many people are finding out about her being the Slayer. I know. It's not secret identity if everyone knows. Loose lips sink ships, people. <laughs> so we cut back to Ford, and he is walking in an alley. He knocks on a big steel door, which opens and lets him in. And we see some guy welding another door. And we got some sort of Nine Inch Nails-esque music playing, heavy on the synthesizer. Dude, it's an 80s music video in this yeah, club. Yeah, this is full on. That guy should not be welding with people just walking right by. That's dangerous. <laughs> Dude, why OSHA. did he pick this moment? I know. Let's do it in the or daytime. Or are they modifying the door for something? I don't know. But hmm. he's welding the door. Um... So it's dark and we see a lot of like goth kids. There's top hats and capes and people cosplaying as vampires. Oh, yeah. A, a guy greets him and he is wearing a cake, a cape rather. A and sequin cape. Yeah. Don't and forget sequin. It is sequin. It's like dark blue or maybe that's just the lighting and a billowy white t-shirt. He looks like an old timey movie vampire. Slash drag queen. Slash, yes. Not as fabulous. Oh, drag queens should dress as vampires and like Halloween monsters. Mm. That would be amazing. Think of the makeup. Oh my god. I would love to go to a Halloween drag show. Oh yeah. That'd be so good. Oh, I'm going to write it down right now so <laughs> I don't forget. How do we start a Halloween drag show? I bet it's not hard. Are you in the drag community down there? No, but I bet if I just ask some drag queens, they will be fucking keen because who doesn't love Halloween? Yeah. I mean, with this genius brain, how could they not be? You're actually writing it down. I love that. Yeah. I only have 10 months to prepare. <laughs> uh, the caped boy asks Ford how it went. 
Ford is a little mum, and the guy wants more details because he's really going out on a limb for him. Hmm. Ford opens a bottle of pills and then addresses the guy as Marvin, who quickly corrects him. He says, it's Diego now. So Ford <laughs> Ford says the pill is Ritalin, and he downs it. And a blonde Bambi girl walks up and hands him a drink. And Ford tells him not to worry about it. Just be ready when he tells him to be. True believers only. Oh. <laughs> They're watching vampire movies in yeah. the background. Yeah, there's a, a movie on in the background. But so Diego really wants to be in on the plan. Ford tells him to trust him. Pretty soon they'll be able to do the two things every American teen should get the chance to do. Die young and stay pretty. And then he starts mouthing along to the movie that's playing in the background. And he says, You play your wits against mine. Me, who commanded armies hundreds of years before you were born. Fools. So the guy in the movie is a vampire. They're like real big on the vamp thing. So something bad is happening. I think they want to be vampires. Well, I think so too. Because they're already cosplaying. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I think that's a bad idea. Why is that? We'll get into it. Let's just wait a few minutes and we might find out. (laughs) So uh, we're back in Willow's room and Willow is brushing her hair a thousand times and suddenly she hears a knock on her patio door and which is cool. She has a patio door in her room and easily sneak out of her room, but you know she never would. No, she wouldn't. Mm -mm. And who is at the door? It's Angel. (laughs) And she's wearing a very long baseball style shirt and no pants. So this feels very intimate and Willow is totally baffled as to why he would be at her doorstep. Mm. He says he wants to talk to her and she gestures for him to come in, but he doesn't make a move and explains that he can't come in unless she explicitly invites him. So she does without hesitation. And as she turns her back to him, her eyes get like really wide and then brushes her bra off of her bed and he can tell she's nervous and she explains that she's not supposed to have boys in her room and he promises to behave himself. I can't believe she invited not only a boy, but a vampire vampire boy into her room she doesn't understand the consequences i know so he's got an open invitation to buffy's house and willow's house which is good because we like angel yeah he's he's our friend can you imagine if you had this hunk of a hunk in your teenager room? I'd probably be feeling exactly like Willow. Yeah. I'm in my elephant slippers yeah. and I'm, my heinous jam jams. And I'm glad I'm still wearing a bra. Yeah. Well, she's still got her makeup on. So yes. she's not fully ready for bed. She is wearing no. lipstick. Angel tells Willow he needs help and she offers homework help. But oh, wait, he's old. He already knows stuff. <laughs> and he, he rushes right past this and says he wants her help tracking down someone on the net. She's very relieved about this because she can do that. She's got her own computer in her room and everything. Oh, which is Apple. An old oh, is Apple it? La- laptop. Mm. Yeah. It's 1990s. She also has a microscope in her room. I just saw that. Oh, neat. Nerd. And a lava lamp. Yeah. I like the lava lamp. Lava lamps feel like a fire hazard. Do you think they've read styled her room since the last time we saw it because she was on the computer with malik malcolm malcolm malik her malik her internet boyfriend and her room was different and it definitely didn't have this door i thought she had a pc well she might have upgraded it's possible yeah she does still have the wicker uh headboard yeah a lot of wicker furniture she has like weird like shapes coming down it's almost like what do you call that thing for babies it spins above them a mobile yes mobile it's like that but for a teenager Mm, (laughs) i guess it's not cool no it's not cool at all anyway so who is angel looking for billy fordham he says willow says if i say something you really don't want to hear do you promise not to bite me He gets her vibe and asks if she's going to tell him he's just jealous. He says he never used to get jealous. Things were simple. He'd just hang out and feel guilty, really hone his brooding skills. Then Buffy came along. 
So yeah, he gets jealous these days, but also he knows people and his gut tells him this is a wrong guy. That's convincing enough for Willow. She says, okay, but if there isn't anything weird, hey, that's weird. <laughs> so it turns <laughs> out Ford is not even matriculated like he said he was. But then suddenly Willow's mother calls up, you're not still awake, are you? And Willow quickly kicks Angel out and tells him to come back tomorrow at sunset. And he makes her promise not to tell Buffy. Secrets. So the next day at school, Buffy and Ford walk in the school door and Buffy immediately spots Willow, who is about to take a drink from the drinking fountain. And she sees them and tries to get away immediately, but she does not. And she is not playing it very cool at all. I do like her striped sweater, though. I do, too, actually. It's not bad. I think this is actually one of the only times that we see Willow wearing stripes and not Xander. We'll see him later. Mm. Ford is wearing stripes. Ooh. Is that relevant? They're vertical, though. Willows are horizontal. Maybe it means death is in the air. Ooh. Oh, that was Which that happens a lot. I mean, that would be logical. Yeah. <laughs> Sunny tale. <laughs> well, Buffy invites Willow to hang out with them in the cafeteria. And Willow very poorly lies that she's going to go to the computer lab to work on schoolwork that she definitely has. So she cannot hang out just now. Hmm. Buffy tells her to fess up. She hasn't been drinking coffee again, has she? Willow gives the most awkward laugh. And then just kind of leaves. She's like, I I gotta go. I can't do it. Giles then catches up to them and tells her that he and Jenny are going somewhere this evening. And he gives her Jenny's beeper number in case she needs emergency study help. (laughs) Because Ford is there. And Buffy tells him, you don't need to lie. Ford already knows my secret identity. Then Giles pulls Buffy to the side and asks her if she is betraying her secret identity to impress cute boys. I know, Giles calls him cute. She wouldn't. She didn't tell Owen Oatmeal. Oh, forgot about him. Buffy says, no, he already knew. And she says that Giles needs to experience this thing called fun. So I guess that evening at Sunnydale High, Buffy is giving Ford a tour of the town. And suddenly they see two people running. And all we can see is that it's a man and a blonde woman. And Ford asks if that's more vampires. She pulls out a stake and hands him a cross. And actually, it's a different school. It's called California Distinguished School. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Different school. And so Buffy's got a stake. Ford's got a cross. And he also pulls out his own stake that he just happened to bring along. They go to investigate. And Buffy gets grabbed from behind by the woman. And Buffy stunt double does a high kick and kicks the woman who is behind her. So she does basically does a split. Does the splits. And the man, man vamp throws her down to like a lower level. So Ford is left with the blonde vampire. And yeah, Ford, but she's received a swift kick to the face. Yeah. Buffy. So she's so good at that. Like, oh, over that was the good. head move. That was so good. She's good at those high kicks. Yeah. So Ford is left alone with a blonde and he threatens her with a stake saying, if you tell me what I want to know, I'll let you go. And Buffy dusts her vamp and then runs back up to Ford. And he says he's just dusted his first vamp. And he even gives a convincing cough, you know, from all the dust. Yeah, I see. I'm not convinced, though. Are you? I really think he dusted that woman vampire. Hmm. I don't know. His cough was like, (laughs) so I don't know. I'm not here to judge anyone's acting. (laughs) Oh, it's just bad acting. All right, God. Yeah, he's not part of the main cast. He doesn't quite have it down yet. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about Buffy's incredible red coat while she was in this fighting scene. It's amazing. Okay, tell me about it. Have you noticed that Sarah Michelle Gellar has a bunch of amazing coats on this show? I know. They dress her real, real nice. They do. Anyway, it's long. It's past her butt. And it's bright red. It's just like a felt pea coat Hmm. style. 
But damn, she looks good. Oh, yeah. That does look nice on her. I wish I had that coat. So then Willow, Xander, and Angel are on their way to the Sunset Club, which is where Ford previously went where the vampire wannabes are. Is that an all right thing to call them? Vampire wannabes? Yeah, I think that's accurate. So they hop on in. No, wait. They have to face the security guard, but he's... He just lets him right in. Yeah, not so much for security. Yeah. So the guy's done welding. He's not there anymore. But the rest of them are having a wannabe vampire party. (laughs) I don't know what happens next. (laughs) (laughs) Willow and Xander head down the stairs. They're talking about something totally unimportant, like the sore thumbs really stick out. I don't know. But Angel is scoping out the place from above. So clearly he is on top of whatever's going on. Back downstairs, a man standing in a coffin greets Willow and Xander. He's pleasant, but they feel uneasy, and they're both sensing a yay vampire theme in this club. (laughs) And then Angel comes downstairs and joins him. I guess he doesn't really... Maybe he's looking for, like, real vampires among the fake vampires. I'm not... I wasn't quite sure what he was scoping out. Scoping out the scene, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And behind them, a vampy-looking Jennifer Lawrence stands up and greets them. She can tell they're newbies. She tells them the club welcomes anyone who's interested in the lonely ones, which I think is a stupid term for vampires. Yeah, it's dumb. Angel joins the trio downstairs, and Xander says, oh, well, you know, we're, we just call vampires the nasty, pointy, bitey ones, and this chick hasn't got her facts straight. She thinks that those that w- walk in the night aren't interested in harming anyone. She's down to be part of some vampire society, like fancy vampire society, not like how vampire society really is. It's murdery. Yeah, where'd she get her facts from? I don't know. Vampire movies? Mm. They are pretty glamorous. I feel like her hair is also very 90s, late 90s. It's like mostly straight with a few very curled pieces. Yeah, I actually love that on her. <laughs> Good luck. But what do you think about her choker? It's like a very wide black cinderella choker but it's got a massive metal brooch on the front i actually like it i mean the goth look is it's good look sometimes Mm. no maybe it's just on her i don't know she's blonde looks wrong on blondes oh yeah gotta dye your hair black i do prefer goth over emo any day oh yeah i'm glad emo died out oh dude it's back it's coming back. what no 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 it is Why? When? How did you see this? I see it on social media. Oh my god. Do you mean like people putting their bangs in front of their eyes? I I think we're getting there. I I see like nostalgic posts about it right now. Like, why can't we go back to this? And I'm like, no, that was such a bad look. I've seen a lot of MySpace references recently. Uh Uh-oh, it's coming. Oh no. If it's not already here. Oh, I mean, that sounds cool. Oh my god what did your cat just do she just like jumped on the wall and fell okay she's she's fine go on excellent so yeah this chick doesn't think that vampires are going to harm anybody but i think she wants to become a real vampire Mm. and angel tells her that she's a fool but she thinks her viewpoint is valid so she just fucks off and leaves yeah she's like other viewpoints than yours can be valid you know yeah (laughs) i mean it's true but in this case you're wrong yeah she's wrong So Angel tells Xander and Willow that he's seen this type of thing before. Young dummies just trying to be cool. And then he kind of goes on a tirade about these people not knowing what vampires are, how they live, how they dress. And just then, a dorky looking dude (laughs) dressed exactly like Angel comes down the stairs. 
And I can tell Angel's embarrassed. <laughs> that guy doesn't pull it off like Angel pulls it off, though. No, he doesn't. It helps if you're 100% hunky. Yeah, that guy, mm-mm. he's no hunk. Yeah, the three of them leave and agree that something is weird with that Ford guy. What do you think, Caitlin? I think something is weird with that Ford guy. Yeah, I don't know. We also see uh, Diego watching them as they leave, so he's clocked oh, them. I see. Mm. Mr. Sequin Cape himself. <laughs> Across town, Buffy has ruined Giles and Jenny's date by beeping Jenny. <laughs> She's still wearing her fabulous red coat, by the way. And it seems that Giles is a bit too relieved to be helping Buffy because Jenny catches on to his tone and she starts being a little passive aggressive. Like, can't believe you hated it that much. Why didn't you say something? Apparently, Giles didn't like Jenny's date idea of going to see monster trucks. And (laughs) she's a little bit pissed that he didn't tell her that he doesn't particularly like monster trucks. But what are you going to say if somebody takes you out to something like that? She doesn't know him at all. I hate monster trucks. Well, she thought it'd be something different, which it was. Yeah, I mean, yes, you are correct, but also tailor the date to the one you're going on a date with. Yeah, that's true. Maybe like monster trucks and tea? Mmm. Maybe a scone (laughs) and a scooter derby? (laughs) Okay, so Buffy quickly shuts them up. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We've got work to do. And they start to talk shop when Buffy spots a black and white photo of Drusilla tucked inside of a book. Who is this bitch, she asks Giles. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't really say that. But Giles tells her that it's Drusilla's, a sometimes paramour of Spike's. She was killed by an angry mob in Prague, he tells her. But Buffy reveals that Drusilla is alive and that she saw her last night with Angel. Giles is shocked by that news. You know what? There are a lot of lies in this episode. A lot of lies happening. Don't lie to me. What? (laughs) But Jenny suggests they should read up more on Drusilla, and Giles heads toward his office to grab a book. He is stopped at the door by a particularly ugly vampire making their way out of the library at top speed. They're holding one of Giles' books. I couldn't tell if it was like a man vampire or a woman vampire, so. It's a woman vampire. (gasps) This is one of the two vampires that was running around outside, so she has just come here to steal Giles' book. I didn't put that together before. Yeah, and then I really like Jenny's reaction shot to this blonde vampire running into Giles. Yeah. It's just funny. She's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that this is actually Buffy's stunt double? Is it really? This vampire woman? The blonde one? Yeah. I read it in some Buffy trivia this week. Oh, I guess she actually does have blonde hair, not a wig. It was her stunt woman, Julie Michaels. Oh, well, that's, I guess she did her own stunt here where she hops over a railing. Yeah, very nimble. <laughs> I think they put a wig on her because she uses her natural hair for when she's Buffy. Like she's wearing a platinum-y long blonde wig. Oh, you think so that's just, a wig? Oh, hmm. I don't know. Or maybe she just dyed her hair blonde. I don't know. Hard to say. Hmm. Anyway, so Giles has got a book stolen. I don't know which one it is. The The vampire runs out of the office and knocks Buffy and Giles down, kind of like shoves him and then she falls into her so the vampire escapes and then jenny's like what the fuck (laughs) yeah and buffy says that's the vampire ford said he killed (gasps) that's the vampire ford dusted liar uh once again a liar back across town spike and drusilla are home in their lair and drusilla is talking to a dead bird in a cage asking it to sing to her Spike comes in and asks Drusilla why his buddy told him that Drusilla went out hunting the other night. And she says it's because her tummy was growly 
And you were out, babe. <laughs> Spike asks if she met anyone interesting. Oh, maybe Angel during your walk? Mm. And now he's jealous. Drew is still trying to get the bird to sing for her when Spike, kind of frustrated with her because she's not really listening, is like, the bird's dead. <laughs> she whimpers and pouts and he immediately feels bad, showing the depth of his love for her. And he offers her a new not dead bird. I guess it died because she didn't feed it. He says yeah. she ignored it and now it's dead. Yeah, and she acts like a real child. She just like curls into herself and backs away and he's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's kind of cute, but also kind of creepy. And then he like licks her finger. Ew. Uh, and all right, in the next moment, what's his butt Ford arrives? And he says he knows who Spike is. And Spike is wondering how the heck this boy found out about him. Yeah, how to get in there. I know. In the next moment, the blonde vampire who stole the book from Giles returns and hands it over to Spike. He is pleased. What do you think this book is? I was wondering why they use Buffy Stunt Devil as this vampire and not just an extra. I don't know. Maybe she was just like, I'd like to be a vampire. Hmm. Okay. Maybe they were short when, I don't know, maybe someone called in sick and they needed someone at the last minute. Yeah. Someone we won't recognize. But you're right. I do wonder what's in that book. Yeah. So Spike is happy that he's got this book. We don't know what's in it. And Ford says something that annoys Spike. And Spike quickly rushes over and grabs him by the ear. And then Drusilla kind of goes to calm Spike down. But Ford, who is like living in this weird movie fantasy, asks Spike to tell him he's got 30 seconds to convince him not to kill you. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. He's like, yeah. you say you this. Say and, then, and then Spike says it to him. You've got 30 oh seconds. To convince me not to kill you. Yeah, with an eye roll. Yeah, and like Ford's jazz that he says it. I don't know why. Uh, Ford says he wants to be a vampire like Spike, but Spike says, I've known you for two minutes and I can't stand you. So then he turns to Drew and asks if he can just eat Ford already. I get it. This kid's annoying. But Ford offers up something more interesting. He says, if you make me a vampire, I will give you the Slayer. Whoa. Spike grins a dark, cocky grin. What a trade. Yeah, what a trade. Don't you want to die young and leave behind a beautiful corpse? No, I want to be a vampire. I mean, that's a, that's the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Later that evening at Buffy's house, Angel appears at the back door and politely asks to come in. Buffy is defensive immediately, and Angel tells her that Ford isn't the guy that he seems. And she says, she looks at him and replies kind of snidely. She's like, who is these days? Then Angel tells her that Willow and Xander have been helping him look into Ford. And well, she's annoyed about that because her friends are going behind her back. Everyone lying. Mm. She demands to know who Drusilla is. And she says, don't lie to me. So Angel tells her the truth about who Drusilla is. But he does preface it with, sometimes the truth is worse than a lie. Yeah, in this case, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Buffy says she can handle it. No problem. Or she says it like, I can handle it. <laughs> Then Angel throws Buffy a complete curveball by asking if she loves him. She takes a moment to process and then responds that she does love him, but she doesn't know if she can trust him. I can't believe this is how they, well, I don't actually know. Does he say it back? Because I can no, just watch. No, yeah. he doesn't say it. He's like, do you love me? And this is how this is how they declare their love or she declares her love. I love you, but I don't know if I can trust you. So... Does he love her? Well, Angel doesn't seem to think so. He says, maybe you shouldn't do either. He's done a lot of shitty things as a vampire. But Drusilla? Drusilla was the worst. He tells Buffy that 
Drusilla was his obsession. He made her a vampire, but first he made her insane. He tells Buffy he killed everyone Drusilla loved and exhibited every mental torture on her that he could come up with. And then he says that when Drusilla finally was insane and fled to a convent, the day she took her holy vows was the day he made her into a demon. That is so that's, fucked up. That's fucked. Sorry, I stole your thunder on that one. No, that's okay. You <laughs> were feeling exactly what I was feeling. Like, think of this poor girl. Her family's killed. She's being tortured by angels. Flees to a convent thinking the nuns and God will keep her safe. Yeah. And then she's a demon. And then he that timing was on purpose. I know. And then I think she was tortured, like, in jail. And then she was just set upon by a mob in Prague. So she's had a hard life. Yeah, I don't blame her for So her holy crazy. shit, this is new information. How's Buffy going to feel about this? Not good. No, she can't even look at him. Mm-mm. And then she admits, well, I did ask for the truth. So Angel tells her that Ford is part of some society that reveres vampires. And he's like, girl, you can't trust him either. <laughs> I do like Buffy's shirt, though. Well, from what I can see. <laughs> it just looks like a camisole like a white well, cami it's got like yeah the spaghetti straps but then it's got the shoulder straps too and I, hmm. I don't know i just like that look oh i like it too or maybe they're two different shirts actually it's hard to tell from this scene you don't get a good look at it anyway let's move on uh we're at school buffy walks onto campus she's got a solemn look on her face and she's wearing a, a black t-shirt and she's got a little white barrette on she looks cute i think she looks good in black oh yeah Yeah, Ford walks up to her and he says he had an interesting time last night and invites her to go out again tonight. Oh. It's a surprise, though, where they're going to go, what they're going to do. And he tells her to just meet him at the school at 9 p.m. Buffy says she likes surprises and agrees, but she's not being enthusiastic at all. She's being pretty low-key. Yeah, she's going, but she's not that excited about it. She's like, yeah, sure. (laughs) So, uh, do you think she knows it's a trap? I don't know if she knows who to believe right now yeah she's just on guard well we fast forward a few minutes and buffy's walking down some stairs and right into willow and xander and willow Mm. asks buffy if angel told her everything and then explains that this was all done out of concern and xander asks if she found out what ford was up to buffy is still solemn but says she will and walks off oh so she knows something's up and she's like kind of peeved at willow and xander I know, but if they're in on this, clearly there's something bad about him that she would be yeah. looking for. I think it's hard for her to see that right now. She just feels kind of betrayed by everyone. I know. Poor girl. Also, when did Willow cut her hair? What? Did, this is the scene I noticed. Her hair is shorter than it was before. I don't know. Ah. Was it longer in the scene in her room? No, I think it was the same. I forgot to look this time around, but... She she probably got a, ha- a haircut before this episode, and I didn't even notice. Maybe. It looks good. I think her hair was a little weighed down by the length. Yeah, I think she's got some layers. It's like some long yeah. layers now. Looks good. Anyway, Xander says, uh, after Willow explains everything that happened with Angel in her bedroom and everything, Xander says, Angel was in your bedroom? <laughs> and Willow responds, ours is a forbidden love. Maybe Xander's not even allowed in her bedroom. Oh, definitely not. No boys. So we're back at the vamp club and Ford walks down some stairs and to enter the club and asks the blonde who is named Chanterelle, we find out, or he asks her if everything is ready. And it looks like she's wearing a red choker now. I don't know if that's the same one and it's just in different lighting. 
No, it's different. It's different. Okay. It's got also got like a huge red jewel in the middle of it. I don't like that one yeah. as much. Nah, her makeup's terrible too. Yeah. Yeah, it's so heavy. She looks like she looks like a porn star. Oh and a lingus. That's how I would do my porn star. <laughs> Wear that jewel too. So Diego butts in and he says, Of course is everything is ready. I took care of it. I always take care of it. Um, Diego sucks. I don't know if you noticed that. Wait, how long has he actually lived in Sunnydale? Because he seems like he knows these people quite well. Yeah, how does he know these people? I don't know. You know me. I'm always taking care of stuff. Yeah. Friends? Fuck Diego. Um, So Chanterelle asks if it's time. Owen pours them both some wine and she says she's excited for the big change. That means it's vamp time. Vamp time. Yeah. Diego asks if Ford's friends are coming and Ford's like, huh? What? Who? Diego and Chanterelle describe what happened last night. And Ford is upset that they didn't tell him sooner. Diego is bitching, but Ford isn't too worried about it. It's going to be fine. He's sure of it. And then suddenly from a dark corner, we hear, no, it's really not. It's Buffy. And she's been playing Ford. She starts getting quippy and calls him a lying scumbag. What does he want anyway? Well, she wouldn't understand. Uh, He says he's going to become one of them. Buffy is skeptical, though. She says, vampires are a little picky who they offer eternal life to. Then she figures it out, as she always does. He was going to offer her as a trade. Well, good luck with that, mister. He says he doesn't want to talk anymore, and she grabs him by the neck and says, actually, I'm still feeling a little chatty. She says he had to know she was going to figure it out. Actually, he says, I was counting on it, and gives a really shitty smile while chuckling. (gasps) Is this the trap? This is the trap! Apparently... Everything is going according to his plan. Diego no, shuts no, no. The, the door that we saw being welded earlier. And Buffy runs up the stairs to try and open it. But she can't. And Vord explains that it's been rigged up special. Once it's been closed, it can only be opened from the outside. No one's getting That's out of here That's why he was welding it. I know. Oh my gosh. It all comes together. So as soon as the sun sets, the vamps will be coming. Chanterelle says they're going to ascend to a new level of consciousness. Buffy is looking for a different way out. Ford explains that this is a bomb shelter. That means three feet of solid concrete. Oh, my God. She pleads for him to let the other people go. Chanterelle and Diego are on the sidelines telling her that this is what they want. And Buffy's trying to convince these people that this is wrong, wrong, wrong. And then she, she has calls. A, she has such a great line. She's like, no, you're you're not going to ascend to the next level. The vampires are going to be picking out an all-you-can-eat moron bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she calls Diego out for his dorky outfit. Uh, Ford does back her up on this, actually, and he says, you do look like a big ninny. <laughs> and then suddenly his alarm goes off. It's 627, sunset. And then sunset. some tense music starts to play. Oh, no. Yes. We cut to Spike, and he is rallying his crew, telling them the plan, which is that everything is fair game, but just remember to share. He stops at Drusilla and asks if she is sure she's up for this. And she is, because she needs a treat. And you know what? She deserves it. She deserves it. Her bird died. That boy got away. I know. Spike yelled at her earlier. Yeah. I know. So Buffy is still looking for a way out, and she runs up the stairs, and Ford is trailing behind her, admiring her perseverance. She tells him, you know, you're the bad guy, and correctly assumes that the rest of the people there are not going to get changed into vampires. They're just fodder. And he says, Ford knows that, for sure. He's like, well, I guess I am the bad guy. Um, technically, yes, they are just fodder, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to become immortal. And she's like, that's not how it works. 
You die, and a demon sets up a shop in your old house, and it walks and it talks and it remembers your old life, but it's not you. He oh. says it's better than nothing. She says, these people don't deserve to die, dummy. And he says, well, neither do I. And Ford finally reveals the mot- motive behind the entire plan. Don't tell me he's got terminal cancer. He sure does, Anna. He's got maybe <laughs> six months left to live. Oh, he's no, got- he's a tragic villain. Oh, he's no. not his fault. <laughs> he's got brain tumors liquefying his brain. I mean, that is sad. But- I think he calls it a bouquet of brain tumors, mm. which I liked. I do like that. I like yeah. the imagery of the liquefaction of his brain. I don't. Mm. That seems horrific. Yeah, that's why it's nice. Okay, so that's why he wants to be a vampire. Yes. He's and dying. She does feel genuine empathy for him in this moment, but mm. he, he's still wrong. He says he has no choice. I mean, they, they, and they do have a really good back and forth about how, you know, this is kind of all part of his fantasy drama, just like earlier his, with his conversation with Spike. Um, you know, where he's like, you got to say the thing. And Spike's like, all right, I'll say the fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she says, if those vampires get in, I'll kill you myself. And then one last time she pleads for him to help her stop this. And he is unaffected. She runs down the stairs and tries to, again, warn the crowd. But Ford backhands her and she falls down the stairs she's standing on. And suddenly there's a noise at the door. And they're here. Chanterelle walks up the stairs to greet the the vampires that are soon to be entering. Spike walks in first and rips her choker necklace off and commands his crew to take them all, save the Slayer for him. And then he chomps on Chanterelle. Oh my god. Buffy knocks- The fantasy is shattered for her. Yeah. (laughs) Buffy knocks Ford out and then spies Drusilla in the corner of the room watching the carnage. She slayer hops up to the balcony and grabs Drusilla as a hostage with the stake at her heart. She, she does calls. not slayer hop up to the balcony. What? She fucking jumps on a couch and flies up to the balcony. Yeah, slayer hop. <laughs> Just a little bunny jump. <laughs> yeah, anyway, she hops up a floor. Yeah. And um, Buffy calls Spike's name and tells him to order them to stop or she's gonna Drusilla's gonna fit in an ashtray. Spike Ooh. obeys. Then what happens? Well, he stops biting Chanterelle and tells everybody to stop because his girlfriend's life is on the line. He doesn't give a fuck about anyone else. Buffy says, good idea. And, well, she demands that he lets everyone go or Drusilla's gonna get it. So the vampire wannabes are out of there. They just go through the open door, which the vampires left left open. Yeah. That's a tactical flaw. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to get out, I guess. Yeah, but they should have left a guard outside. Although, I don't know. They thought it was going to be an all-you-can-eat buffet. Still, you got to have a guard outside. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway, Buffy is head-choking Drusilla, and she's got the stake right to her heart. She tells Spike to get downstairs. Uh, I would have made him go all the way to the bottom of the stairs, but he goes about down to the fifth step, and he's still kind of ready to pounce on Buffy. But Buffy shuffles her way over to the door with Drusilla. She stares Spike down. And by the way, she's got great nail polish. It's like kind of platinum-y, silver, purpley. I can pin a color on it, but it's very shiny and 90s looking. Oh, I didn't even see it. Yeah. So Buffy takes a moment, stares at Spike, looks over at Drusilla, and then she just 
pushes Drusilla down the stairs and runs out the door. (laughs) Spike stops Drusilla from falling because he's about five steps down and then lunges up the stairs after Buffy to stop her from shutting them in. But he is too late. The vampires are stuck. Outside in the alleyway, wannabe vampires are recovering. They're kind of hauling their friends away, but generally they aren't having a good time. This vampire fantasy didn't really play out for them. Which is sad. Everyone's dreams should come true. Mm, Very. (laughs) Angel is already there, and Willow and Xander rush up just a heartbeat later. Buffy is disheveled and bleeding, but she is still beautiful. I I also like uh, when the door closes and Spike runs to it, and he's like, uh, where's the doorknob? (laughs) Oh, yeah! Do you think the welder guy just took the doorknob off on the inside, and that's how he modified it? That must have been. That is Hmm. the modification, because it can only be opened from the outside. Interesting. This whole episode, the first time I watched it, I was thinking, like, why wouldn't they be able to... Why would you want a warehouse that you can't get out of? It's all part of the plan. They've modified it for this specific purpose. It was Ford's idea, probably. Who is this guy? I think he's got a welder on hand just to call up and modify (laughs) doors for him. I mean, I don't know. I bet I could weld something. How hard could it be? I've done it. I did in um, I did a sculpture class in college. Oh, cool. We learned welding. I took it's a fun. welding class, too. It was fun. Did you? Oh, you definitely could weld it. Just one time. I couldn't weld anything. Hmm. Okay. I can't weld shit. You can weld a broken heart. Oh. <laughs> Poorly. <laughs> okay, let's see. Where are we? Xander and Willow have just arrived with Angel. People are outside. Vampires are inside. That's great. Willow asked nervously if there's vampires around. Buffy's got them contained. Don't worry, baby. (laughs) And she tells them the vampires will probably get out later, so they should probably leave and come back for the body. What body? Oh. They inquire. Well, let me tell you, that question is answered just a second later when Ford wakes up in the basement with all the vampires. They're trapped and he's on the menu. Ford asks what happened to Buffy because I guess he was unconscious. What happened? She pushed him down the stairs. That's right. Oh, uh, Ford? Yeah, Buffy oh. just pushed him down the stairs. And uh, he no, his head. no, she like hit him with something and he got knocked out for a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's just woken up in the worst place possible. No, this is he, what he wanted. I Well, I don't know. Yeah, obviously, Buff, obviously Spike will turn him now because he delivered on his part of the deal, right? Mm-hmm. He handed Spike the Slayer, and he wants to know about his reward. Spike and Drusilla stare at him, and the screen fades back to Buffy. And I think it must be a few days later, or maybe the next day, because Buffy is back at the warehouse, and the door has been mangled. The vampires have indeed escaped, and as Buffy goes down the stairs, she has kind of a sickened look on her face and i want to point out that she is wearing heels even when she goes to retrieve a body Mm. what a woman gotta look good anyway ford's body is at the bottom and i don't know we can see that all the blood's been drained out of him do you think he's dead or been turned into a vampire definitely dead Hmm. right i don't know because to be turned into a vampire don't you have to drink some of the blood of the vampires drinking on you i guess we don't know that's the difference did he drink spike's blood i feel like they were probably pretty pissed at him for 
what happened. Yeah, but he held up his end of the bargain. I don't know. I don't feel like Spike is going to care. So, yeah, Ford's dead. And he betrayed his best friend, Buffy. Aww. So, later that night, or a few days later, I'm not really sure, but Buffy and Giles are laying flowers at the stone of, at the gravestone of William Fordham. I have a lot of questions. Hmm. Where are this kid's parents? Yeah. What happened when Buffy reported the body? And... Was there a police investigation into this death because they just found this boy drained of blood in a warehouse? There's no police in Sunnydale. There are, but they're friends with Snyder to, Mm. you know, PR their way out of any mishaps. Yeah, so they just made up something, you know, wanted to say local gang. Local gang shoves boy down the stairs. Yeah. (laughs) His neck was broken and nothing else. It was an accident. Yeah, so, anyway, but where are his parents? They've got a terminally ill kid, and he's just, what, run away? Uh, I don't know. They didn't really move to Sunnydale, because he's not even enrolled. Maybe he just ran away. Hmm. Okay, so, Buffy and Giles are at his gravestone, paying their last tribute. I don't know why they went at night. Hmm. Buffy wonders if Ford wanted Buffy to hate him, because... He knew that he was betraying his old friend. And then Buffy tells Giles that she's not sure who she can love or hate or trust at this point in time. Because, you know, she's in love with Angel, who's a vampire. She hates Ford or doesn't hate him. I don't think she really does, but maybe pities him. And Giles tells her wisely that that's just called growing up. And I love this moment because... As Buffy tells him that she'd like to stop growing up, Giles smiles. We get a Giles smile. And it's so cute. (laughs) And in the next moment, surprise, a snarling vampire comes roaring out of his grave. Oh, it's Ford. And they were waiting for him. Mm. Buffy just, you know, stabs and dusts him. One and done. And then they, they just leave. Buffy asks if life ever gets easy, and he says, well, honey, babe, I don't know what to say to you. (laughs) And she says, lie to me. And then they walk away, and Giles tells her, the good guys always win, nobody ever dies, and everyone's happy. Thanks, Giles. And that's the end. Mm. What do you think of this episode? I don't know. I liked it. I didn't notice the theme of lying until you pointed it out every time i was like oh yeah lie to me i get it i noticed it a few times on my first watch and then second watch i was like oh yeah everyone's lying yeah to everyone this was also written and directed by joss whedon so maybe that's why it's got that clever little uh thread Hmm. He's good at that. I like like a thematic episode. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, this episode didn't start off that interesting, but then really, really grew. I love the moment when Buffy had Drusilla, didn't stake her, and then escaped. Yeah. I would have staked her. Oh. For sure. Man. That would have been a bummer. Well, I guess they they haven't really looked into her. They don't know. I guess her beef is with Spike at this point. She doesn't really know what Drusilla's capable of. Yeah. And we don't either. It's true, but we know there's evil in there. Yeah, there's yes. a weakened evil creature. I know. Was she like at full strength? I don't know. 
I'm going to give this episode a 6 out of 10. I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm also going to do 6, not to copy you. Um, Oh, that's okay. Okay. I think it was, it was good. It was interesting. It did further some plot points, but I think ultimately forgettable. I don't know. I really liked the moment when Buffy was locked in there with all the newbie vampires, like waiting for Spike and gang to arrive because I was like, what's going to happen? Totally forgot what happened. And then at the end, when Ford wakes up amongst all the vampires and you're like, oh, shit, this poor kid's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some It was intriguing to me. Yeah. I did totally forget about this episode, though. And I guess that's why I say it's forgettable because I forgot about it. Yeah, same. (laughs) Are Um, you ready for a pop quiz? Yes. Quiz me. This is a very hard question. As we were going, as we were going, (laughs) you answered the question that I really put. Oh shit! Okay. Which was, what's Ford's full name? This Um, isn't the real question. My real question is coming. What is Ford's full name? (laughs) I know it's Fordham. Is his last name? (gasps) Maybe this is the real question. No, you said it wasn't. Okay, fine, 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 fine. fine. I can't cheat. I want to say Billy. Billy. Was yeah, Bill- Gravestone said William Fordham, oh, but they did yes. say Billy earlier. Okay. Okay, here's the real question. Okay. Are the vampires still wearing yellow contacts this far into season two? Oh, my God. Yes? Yes. Okay. Woo! There's two like a points. really good shot of Spike <laughs> with bright yellow contacts that just stood out to me. I feel like, I mean, not to get into later season talk, but I feel like that persists throughout the whole show. Does it? I really feel like they ditched them at some point. I don't know. Hmm. TBD. Hmm. All right. I might just keep asking that every <laughs> season. <laughs> okay. So they get rid of them. I don't know. Because there's a lot of vampires. I don't know. I'm not going to give away any spoilers. Okay. All right. Well, we will see. Yeah. Um. Earlier, I had mentioned that I my brother sent me a message about the, the master and why his bones... Um, remained after he was killed. Ooh, tell me. He sent me a screenshot of a Reddit thread (laughs) from two years ago. Great. (laughs) And it said, um, the comic series, or sorry, the comic seasons may offer a credible reason. So the master was sired by a demon, Archaeus, rather than by a normal vampire. Therefore, his appearance, powers, and bones, um, or his bones being left undested after death, and the fact that his progeny are all unusually resilient to normal vampire beings, such as fire and sunlight, could all be credited to his non-traditional origin. Oh. Yes. Thank How you. How does a demon sire a vampire? I don't know, I guess. Creature, yeah, demon. That's, that's evolution, right? Hmm. I'll Proof. go back to Reddit and ask. Yeah. Uh, Punko Draymond was the user's name, if you want to look it up. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for my special topic? No. Yes. Okay. Or do you want to do a death count first? Let's do a death count. Yeah, let's do it. There was vampire that Buffy slew, like, in the first scene? Oh, yeah. The one in the alley. Yeah, she killed a vampire in the alley that Ford watched her kill. Mm -hmm. She killed the guy vampire outside of the school when 
Ford pretended to dust the lady vampire. Mm-hmm. And then she killed Ford. So she got three vampires this episode. Yeah. And I don't think any humans died in the bomb shelter. No. Well. So, right? Well, just no. Ford. Yeah. Yeah, but he got turned into a vampire. So he yeah. did get his reward in the end. That's right. Spike was good. He is uh, a man of his word. And he lived a long, beautiful life as a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Kid. All of three seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's our death count. Now I'm ready for your special topic. Okay, I'm very excited about this. I was thinking about this earlier. So this is a variation of the popular game Fuck, Mary Kill, which oh. I'm calling uh, Boink Betroth Bonk. <laughs> I came up, I spent a long time on thesaurus.com trying to find three B words. Anyway, um, this was inspired by a recent TikTok trend um, where mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. give you three names, one at a time, and you have to say if you would boink, betroth, or bonk them. What's the difference between boink and bonk? Is bonking like bonk is whacking kill. them on the head or is yeah. it another word for bonk? Okay. And then boink is bang. Would you rather bang? Okay. You got it. Tell me the names. Okay, one at a time, and you have to okay. pick one, and you can't repeat it. Oh, what? Yeah. I get to the third one, and I want to boink him. That's the game. I want to bonk him. That's okay, okay, game. fine, 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 fine. All right, all right. Yeah. First one, Drusilla. Betrothed. Ooh, we're going to marry Drusilla, huh? <laughs> yeah, she seems... Well, wow. no, I don't want to marry. It's not marry. It's betrothed. I just want to get betrothed to her because she seems like mm. she would be really excited about that and the prospect of planning a wedding with me. Okay. Well, the, in this instance, it is marry because it's fuck, marry, kill. I was just using <sighs> synonyms. <laughs> I just want to get betrothed, okay? <laughs> I mean, engagement is part of the marriage. so that Okay, is- fine. I want to... I want to... I'm going to bonk her. Okay. So I'm going to whack her. I'm going to kill her. Okay. Uh, would you rather boink or betroth Ford? Boink. Okay. That means the last one is who you're going to marry. Oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. It's Jenny. Oh, yeah. I want to marry. <laughs> I want to marry Techno Pagan. Yep, yep, yep. Nice. I wouldn't change any of them. I know. What if you had married Drusilla? Oh, man. I wouldn't have lasted long. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you would have killed Ford and boinked Jenny. So that would be yeah, okay. okay. That would have been okay, right. too. Do I get another round? Yeah. Um, do you want to do... Um, I kind of want to give you a non-Buffy theme one because this is kind of what inspired this game for me. Yeah. <laughs> Can I? Do you want to do that or do you want to do Buffy theme? <laughs> give me something else. Okay. Give me whatever you got. Okay. Um, boink, betroth, bonk. Oscar Isaac. Oh, who are your other ones? <laughs> um, boink. Ooh. Boink. Yeah. Okay. He's a hottie patati. He is a hottie patati. Um, so, betroth or bonk? Pedro Pascal. Betroth. Same. I had a feeling Pedro Pascal was going to be on this <laughs> Dude, I knew been- I wanted to marry him. <laughs> I've been, like, obsessed with Pedro Pascal lately. <laughs> Dude, he just, 
he gets better and better looking in everything I see him in. He's so good. How my, does he do it? My whole Instagram is just videos of him, and I'm like, how is this guy? How do I, if I wasn't already married. How do I quit you? How, <laughs> in a hypothetical world, Graydon doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. How do I marry Pedro Pascal? Well, I've been listening to a lot of true crime episodes, and I think oh, you got to kill him. I have Pedro or Graydon? Graydon. <laughs> you, no, you kill your real husband to get with your lover. That's always how true crime works. Such and you a think long you're going to get away with it. I thought you. I thought he was next on the list. Oh, Graydon. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. Uh, okay, what do we all do? All that's left is um, it's bonk, bonk. So you okay. want to kill Diego Luna? Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, that would have been my yeah. order too. I might have married Oscar Isaac and boinked Pedro Pascal. But no, I want to. I want to boink him forever. That's what marrying mm. means. I know, but Oscar Isaac, he's a Guatemalan prince. I gotta, uh, you know, I gotta with my Guatemalan genes and his Guatemalan genes, we could have a true Guatemalan prince. You can have a guacamole. Yeah, <laughs> is that racist? No. Okay. Yes. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I like yeah. that one. I would no changes. That was no notes. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> that was fun for me. Um, I hope to do that again in the future. Oh, I love that. I think we should put it out there for our listeners too. Yeah. Let us know. Who do you want to blink betroth and bonk? <laughs> we could change that. Yeah, it's not the best. All right. I was trying to come up with a lot of stuff. I have, um, I also have, well, I didn't, I think the only other one I came up with was E's and it was uh, F with an E, E-F-F. Yep. Espouse and exterminate. Doesn't quite have the same ring as I know. I know. I'll get it. Um, I wanted we'll to do, it. I want, I wanted to we'll do circle back. the last one as slay because obviously, but I couldn't come up with two other S's. Slay. I mean, sex, I guess. Do you sex. want to sex them? And what's S for Mary? Shackle. Oh, okay. Shack up with. <laughs> shack up. Oh, there we go. Sex, cool. shack okay. up, and slay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll come up with some other ones. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Let's do P next. Okay. There's some good ones. P. All right. Do you have anything else for this episode or should we wrap it up? Mm, let's wrap this up. Cool. We got shit to do. Listeners, you can find us on Instagram at JustLayinPod or email us your questions. Your slay, slew, oh. shack up <laughs> preference. I don't know. The P ones. <laughs> Email us your preferences at justslayandpod at gmail.com. Until next time, happy hunting. Later, Slayers. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ah, ah.